0: Welcome to Whom, an Australian podcast focused on bringing creative names to light. At Whom, we ask the real questions.
1: That would inform what question you would ask everyone, right? I was just thinking, like, do you like cheese? <laughs> we also make sure we touch on the real issues. Get away with anything if you've got enough money, enough rock. Yeah, hey, what's currency to them? How many hairs you got in your mane? One more hairs in my mane. <laughs> but one thing's for sure... Our guests promise to open up and tell you stories all about themselves that will
0: send you on an emotional rollercoaster. From acting and stand-up comedy to becoming a therapist and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, this guest is going to raise the roof with his amazing and hilarious stories. Here he is, Josh Daniels. Without further ado, here's your hosts, Ben, Siobhan and Ben. So, uh, let's get straight into it and hear... um, You've got a few stories
1: for us today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's start with... uh, You've told us a little bit about a breakup story. Let's hear about that.
0: Okay. Okay. So, this one was first relationship. And it was the sort of relationship that was based on absolutely nothing. So... Was with this girl for two and a half years, but she was essentially the first one to say yes. So it, there wasn't a whole lot of judging criteria like, hey, do we have a future together? You know, do we like each other? Anything like she was one of the first girls that agreed to have sex with me. So I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> That's all you need.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I'm in. <laughs> You'll do so. You know, a relationship can only really be so strong when it's built on a foundation of a couple of fucks zero in common and my complete inability to have a mildly uncomfortable conversation to just kind of call it what it was Mm. but i was too stupid to even realize that until like a year and a half in. i was like oh fuck i hate you (laughs) (laughs) like like just everything about you gives me the shits and i'm going to work and like complaining about that because i think i'd watch sitcoms for years and just thought oh a relationship should be like everybody loves raymond where you just both like just bicker. Exactly. Like just <laughs> constantly picking at each other. And everyone's like, why are you even with her? And I was like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> she, she has sex with me. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, but then when that stopped, I was like, what the fuck am I even doing here? <laughs> oh, so it stopped. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I was trying to be mature about it and have a conversation like, hey, look, I've noticed that we don't seem to like each other anymore. Like we seem to just actively make each other miserable why don't we just call it a day because, like, what are we even doing here? And then she would cry and I would feel bad and then just go back on it and go, okay, I guess we're giving it another shot. And that just kept happening. So I'd have to try and like, – every time she'd cry, I'd forget all of the good lines that I had and rational arguments – as to why we should break up. So I started to have to almost write palm cards to keep myself on point so I wouldn't forget and have to rehearse my lines with friends leading into the breakup. And then it just would baby step... Like one, like kind of when you're playing Mario as a kid and you'd learn, okay, you duck below this and then this thing swings out and it was getting like one step closer to break up each attempt. Mm. And then she would, like sex was so far removed from the equation that when she'd throw it out as a desperation move, it was like impossible to say no. And then you get the post nut clarity of being like, ah, oh, fuck, like now I can't break up with her in good conscience for like at least another week. Like that's just going to be in poor taste.
1: <laughs> that's how good the sex was about one week.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, I'd have to start preemptively, like, jerking off ahead of time (laughs) before, like, having the breakup. So, when she would go reaching for it, I could be thinking clearly, like, thinking... I've got nothing in there. Yeah. Your powers are useless. You could just, like, laugh at her and (laughs) swat her hand away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have no power. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
0: Like... If she caught me, like, ten minutes earlier, maybe she would have had a chance. So I was having to, like, <laughs> seriously do that. Like, okay, I'm trying to break up with her. She's getting home from work at five. I need to jerk off at quarter to five. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> – so I'm coming out guns
1: blazing. Yeah, yeah. And I've got that – No distractions. Sh- exactly. Yeah. I've got
0: that shame on me. I'm not feeling good about myself. mate. Like, I just don't want to be with you. I don't want you to touch me ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, all of that. Yeah. So – It was getting, like, closer and closer each time. So then I had it set up where I'd had all my lines rehearsed. Like, my friends were holding me accountable. Like, it has to happen this Saturday. If you don't do it this Saturday, then we never want to hear you complain about it again. We're getting sick of it. And, yeah, I needed them to keep me accountable. So it was going to happen on the Saturday. I think she was going to get home from work, and then I was going to go to work, and there was going to be a pretty quick turnover, so it seemed a good time for, like, her to, like, process it all and deal with it over the night, and then we can start to figure out breaking lease and all of that sort of thing. So she gets home from work on the Friday, and she's been fired. Oh <laughs> shit! Oof. So I'm like, okay. one step back, little like, step back, regrouping. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll help her get a new job, and once she's got the new job, then I'll pull the trigger. On the Monday, her dad dies in a plane crash.
1: <sighs> Does she have a new job by then? <laughs> <laughs> I'd uh, say that as a no. <laughs> no, she
0: doesn't move that quickly. <laughs> oh, oh shit. So there was like... When she got fired, I was there was a thought of like, do I just kick her when she's down? And In hindsight, I should have. <laughs> but then it's like, I'm going to have to marry her now. Like, yeah. she's going to kill her, so I can't fucking break up with her. Like, now she's going to have daddy issues when she's going back out into the dating. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when was this? How long ago was this? Oh, when was this? Uh, I think... 2014, 2015 maybe. So you've been married with a few kids now then? Oh, God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so then I was just like, I have to just still stay with her for a while because she's just, you know, obviously distraught. So, like, just going through the motions and, yeah, funeral and all of that and then, again, trying to help her get a job on the other end. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, I still can't break up with her. So then my thought was... I'll just slowly become more and more emotionally distant to the point that she breaks up with me, at which point I just agree with her. an act surprise like <laughs> oh what what is this like you know is that always an actor at heart yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. this is good like method training for me <laughs> oh no what <laughs> oh don't go no. where is this coming from oh but you make some good points <laughs> oh, you don't want to fight too I hard agree with you 100% <coughs> <but> it hurts <laughs> don't, don't get it twisted oh it sucks so bad but yeah you, you're you absolutely right it. and she was plagiarizing my arguments and I had to just act like that was fine like everything <laughs> that I've been saying for a year she's rehashing and oh, <laughs> True. Oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> but <laughs> still, remember I that c- time uh, that I told you that uh, <laughs> I can change. <laughs> oh no, yeah, oh, that sucks though. Oh. <laughs> but okay. I, I already had a playlist set up, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving home to li- like White Snake. Here I go again, just belting it out, <laughs> 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 and having like this triumph, like fist out the window, like, yes.
1: I know, like some people are like, "Wow, this guy's an asshole," but it's true. Like it. it If something traumatic happens while you're trying to break up with someone, the good in you, regardless of how shit you feel for being with them, you don't want them to feel any more hurt. So Mm -hmm. you want to stay with them to make sure they get through it. So, like, if anything, I'd say that is a good thing, a good trait that you have, (laughs) rather than you going, yeah, I'm going to get treated like shit for another few weeks, Mm. but I want to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's trying
0: to do the good thing. And then there's, like, obviously having a parent die isn't going to do anything for your sex drive, so then having her... No sex. Yeah, of course. But then she would be accusing me of cheating. So, oh yeah, like, I was working as a bouncer at the time, and I was getting hit on a bit, but, like, I would never cheat. Yeah. yeah. But then when I'm not getting sex, and I'm staying with her to try and do the right thing by her, and she's accusing me of cheating, I'm like, I'm just losing on all fronts here. (laughs) Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I was like... I could never cheat on her even though friends were saying like dude that's your that's your easy way out like just you know and then she finds out but it would fuck her up for the rest of her life so I was like I'm not gonna do that but I needed something to look forward to like a light at the end of the tunnel so every time I would get hit on I would like write it down and I had like a to-do list (laughs) <laughs> to look forward to, like as a reward for being a good human. Not a the great head on the 13th yeah. of July to <laughs> do. <laughs> hey, legit. Hey, what's your name?
1: right, um, I'll come find you in a, in a bit. <laughs> I'll come find you in six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh. to three to five business days on my response. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. That's a good story. A yeah. Good story to kick us off. Wow. <laughs> uh, I know you've got some more classics that are uh, even a step up from that song. Can you hear about it? But let's first touch, I guess, on how. sorry where you're from so you're from brisbane originally originally
0: from sydney so i was in sydney till i was like 13 and then sunshine coast till i was 24 then brisbane brisbane for 18 months then london for a year and then back to brisbane
1: and we're going to touch on london a bit later okay because i know that's one of your stories so i want to touch on that one um and how, how did you get into comedy
0: So I was doing um, nightclub security for about seven years and I didn't want to keep doing that. So I think around the four-year mark, I was kind of looking for my exit strategy from doing that. I ended up doing a business degree and was studying marketing. And in my last semester, the course coordinator just asked, like, here's your assignment. Tell me what you want to do with your life and put together a plan as to how you're going to do that. Now, I'd always loved comedy, always like watching specials, listening to podcasts, all of that. In the back of my head, that was something that I wanted to do, but it just seemed outlandish. And I was also just terrified of even – it almost felt like coming out of the closet, like telling people, hey, this is the thing I want to do and just being afraid of what the reaction is going to be. So it was always in my head and then when I was doing the security, I'd kind of be dealing with drunk people, almost like dealing with hecklers. And I was like, oh, this is kind of good training and if you can shut down a heckler in front of like a big audience of like a full lineup full of people, you yeah. get this big laugh. I was like, shit, I could do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I told the uni lecturer, like, I think I want to do stand up comedy. And she's like, great. How are you going to do that? Yep. Like, oh, shit. So it all started to become a bit real and it was like, on the Sunshine Coast, there was just no open mics. So like, okay, first up, I need to go to Brisbane. So before I moved, I started driving down here to do some open mics, and the first ones were rough, and the drives back were even worse. Just in silence, you'd say, like, I'll run this car off the fucking road. <laughs> <laughs> like You're going into it because you don't realise. You're like, oh, I'm the funny guy with my friends, and I can make people laugh easily. You don't realise how different it is up on stage where with your friends Everyone knows each other. Everyone likes each other. You know, we're all creating the setup together and then I throw out the punchline and I'm just the hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, these these audiences don't know what they've got in store for them right now. Not realising how different of a context it is where it's like, you don't know me. You don't like me. Your guards are up. I'm physically putting myself above you. Yeah. And you're like, all right, make me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mm. yeah, you've got to be likeable, relatable, like right from the jump and then create this, like, set up, bring everyone along from the journey, and then throw out the punchline. Like, there was so much that I hadn't anticipated. So, as soon as I'm on stage, like, within the first minute, I was like, This is a different thing. Yeah. And your heart's racing, your mouth's dry, you're speaking quicker, your knees
1: are shaking, <laughs> <laughs> and just time slows down. Yeah. And yeah. you speed up. <laughs> you get those two, like, awkward laughers that are like, <laughs> Oh, it's
0: the worst. I just. <laughs> Don't give me pity laughs. Yeah. Oh, he's trying. (laughs) He's (laughs) trying. Come on, guys. No, they don't. They want to step on your throat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, I wanted to have a good time tonight and come watch comedy, and now I feel bad for you, and now I hate you because you made me feel bad watching you crash and burn. So, (laughs) for whatever reason, I kept doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I had nothing else. <laughs> oh, <true. laughs> so um, I get I, I graduate, I get a job in recruitment, just as something to pay the bills, moved down to Brisbane and was doing just open mics for about 18 months. And then me and the next girlfriend that I had was, um, we just went our separate ways, but it was a much better breakup. Yeah. So just had a conversation, went, yep, let's. That's just Mutual? Call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. It was so much better. We actually went to the Gold Coast for a weekend. It's like a celebration of the time we had together and then what? agreed that when we get back, now we're apart. Yeah, so right. So it just ends it on the best terms. So it went from the worst to the best case scenario. Yeah. And then, yeah. That's very rare. I don't think that happens. Incredibly, yeah. Yeah. We just had a conversation. Hey, where do you want to be in five years? And we both were like, oh, that's a completely different thing. So we just need to. You know, call it. Yeah. But then like, do we call it now? Because we still get along. So it's just like, all right, let's do this thing. So we have got something to look forward to. But then agree, once that's over, we're over. And that's Shit. how it worked out, which is, yeah, so much better.
2: Yeah.
0: So then um, I kind of wanted to do something crazy because, like, my life had been pretty boring at that stage. Like, just lived in Sunshine Coast. I just went to the gym all the time and was obsessed with that. didn't have much of a social life. Um, it was like, I just need to do something like crazy and out there. So I was going, okay, I want to move to one of the big comedy hubs in the world. So it was either Los Angeles, New York or London. And just with visas being easier, I was like, London it is. So yeah, embarked on that whole thing. Did it there for about six months, but then I also got into acting and writing. I had an idea for a series that I wanted to write and see if I could get produced. And I was like, all right, I could see that actually being financially beneficial far sooner than stand-up is like stand-up is just a long road it's probably like eight to ten years before you're good enough that you can really actually start to make any money from it so I was like if I can make this series happen I can actually start working creatively and making money in that field so so all right I'll put stand-up on the back burner I quit my job and just went like all in on writing and trying to get the series made yep and yeah had a bit of savings from selling my car so I was like I don't even have to work for like, six months, so just tried to make that up and started taking, like, lots of acid, just trying to get inspiration, <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, it kind of bit me a little bit, I was getting <laughs> a bit delusional, like I was taking acid, like, every other weekend and reading lots of Joseph Campbell, I don't know if you know, like, um, Hero's Journey, yep. so... Mm. I started like seeing all of the steps in the hero's journey for myself and I was like oh this is all supposed to happen and it almost became like a mythology in my own head from fucking tripping my balls off <laughs> so often just like oh I believe this is supposed to happen it's almost like prophesied or whatever <laughs> so then I'm yeah in the hero's journey it's like you get a call to adventure, you ignore the call. I was like, I had that, I wanted to do stand-up, but I ignored the call for ages, and now I feel like I'm doing it. And then you meet mentors along the way. I'm like, I've been meeting mentors in stand-up and writing and acting and all of that sort of thing. And then as it sort of comes to the bottom of the circle, it's like you go to the innermost cave and it's kind of like a rock-bottom moment where you kind of learn whatever you need to learn that's going to bring you back and have it all come full circle. So I was like, oh, I've got the rock-bottom coming. And I was hearing with like other performers and celebrities and stuff, they all had this rock-bottom moment where... You're like, oh, here's how it's all supposed to come together and it could go either way. So I was thinking, all right, I'm running out of money. I can't really renew my rent, but this is where I'm going to figure it all out. So I, it was almost like I had a cheat code. Like I knew it was coming, so it was kind of exciting. Like, oh, because yeah. then I'm going to figure it out, so it's all going to yeah, be yeah. fine. So I had to, couldn't renew my lease, so I had to, like, couch surf for a little while. So I had to move in with a chick from acting class... And, um, yeah, she was nice, but I think she, like, it's kind of narcissistic, but I think she had a thing for me because I kept offering, like, how much rent do you want? She said, oh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And she, like, quietly just didn't say that, oh, by the way, I have a studio apartment and you, I want you to share my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in. <laughs> yeah, just, like, I think that's an important detail that's worth
1: mentioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. Prerequisite to moving in is knowing that you've got your own bed or <laughs> yeah or not. Your own cupboard, your own room, maybe
0: even yeah. Yeah. So I was having to do that, and I was like, "Yeah, but this is kind of it's going to be a great story on a talk show one day. (laughs) Like it's going to be (laughs) huge inspiration." (laughs) (laughs) So um, the first couple of days with her, like she she didn't tell me, but she had narcolepsy, so she just didn't sleep during the night, and she would watch Korean sitcoms all night. So I didn't stay in the bed with her. I tried to draw, like, a bit of a line in the sand. I had, like, an inflatable mattress on the floor. But I was listening to her watching Korean sitcoms all night. And I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. But I can't complain because she's such a nice person that's taken me. And i come like, um, excuse me, could you stop doing the thing that you want to do? Yeah. So, um, yeah, had to move out from her. But um, one of the stories which ties in with this is... Um, as I was having to move house from one side of London to the other, I got a really bad stomach virus. And because, you know, everything was all stressful, I was kind of ignoring that because there was more important things. So I was stressed out. I'm like, I don't know where I was going to live. So the moving in with a girl from acting class happened like a few days before my lease ended. So I was getting pretty desperate and wasn't paying attention to the fact that I was, you know, shitting every 15 minutes. But, and didn't even comprehend the fact that I was going to have to move – all my stuff using only public transport from one side of London to the other to be able to live with her. So the day that I had to move, I had two giant suitcases and a pillow under my arm. It looked like I was running away from home. And I'm trying to, like, walk out to um, the underground station. And as soon as I leave, I get about five minutes away and I get my stomach rumbles just a little bit, which was a red flag I should have gone back. But I was just like, all right, um, it, it won't take that long. It should be fine. But then it very quickly escalated from just like a little innocuous rumble to an emergency. So I'm trying to carry both suitcases, each weighed about 40 to 50 kilos. So you're clenching. Clenching, <laughs> like trying to meditate and control <laughs> my breathing. I didn't want to run or whatever. I had to have this brisk walk, but it had it under control. I didn't want to bounce it out. So carrying these two suitcases up a flight of stairs at the underground station. And people there are dicks. They're just fucking dicks. Like, they're looking at me, not realizing that, like, I'm thinking, I don't know what's going to happen from the next few weeks of my life. And then it's like, this guy's blocking the stairs. (laughs) So I'm trying to just go one step at a time to get these suitcases up there. And then on one of the steps, I roll my ankle. And I try and recover, and I roll the other ankle. And that's when you know, the floodgates opened and I lost control. Like I caught it, but not quickly enough. <laughs> so there was, yeah. But I was like, I don't want to cry now because <laughs> like I'm already stressed and as soon as I start crying, I'm not going to stop. So I was just trying to be as stoic as possible, just like, look, we'll deal with it at the other end. It is what it is. Let's just soldier on. Like I've been listening to David Goggins a lot and was just like, <laughs> keep hammering, no one gives a fuck and Yeah. So Were you wearing shorts at the time? No, or? I was wearing jeans. So okay. I don't think it was so visibly press. obvious, but you could smell it. Uh, yeah. So I'm sitting on the train and I was getting like social distancing before it was a thing. Like I think everyone just kind of got wind of my situation and was, had a perimeter. I'm like, that's fine. I get it. But just yeah. don't be looking at me all judgy. Like my day's worse than yours. You're having to smell it. I'm having to live it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the whole time, just don't cry, don't cry. It's all <laughs> going to be fine. And I think the good, the positive, if I can find one, is rocking up on her doorstep when she may or may not have had a thing for me with shit in my pants, did wonders for her not making a move. Oh, beauty. <laughs> <laughs> like first thing, walked through the door, I need the bathroom. <laughs> and then there was... One room and then a bathroom. So she heard everything. (laughs) Yeah, right. She would have smelled it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, With that question. (laughs) Yeah, a couple of days into that, I was like, okay, this thing's not working. Her watching Korean sitcoms all night and then she wouldn't wouldn't wake up until 4 o'clock the next afternoon. So I didn't want to be up making noise, making breakfast in the kitchen and waking her because I was trying to be a good guest. But I'm like, it's fucking 4 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Like I was, you know... Beggars can be choosers, so I was starting to look for other options. And like, what did
1: she expect?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, there's. I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't sleep. Hopefully, he's Korean. <laughs> like, <laughs> hopefully, he's going to lay next to me and can read the subtitles.
1: <laughs> so, was she Korean? No, what? Australian. What? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Yeah, right. But she speaks fluent Korean. No. Oh, she just read the subtitles. Yeah.
0: What? So it was like Squid Game. Yeah yeah yeah. But it wasn't even dubbed, so I was just hearing the Korean syllables. Uh. Yeah. So then um a friend from work that I worked with in recruitment over there, he took me in and he actually had a spare room. Okay. And I was like, "Great, this is amazing." Like a room to myself. I couldn't be happier. But moving in, it turned out that the place was owned by his sister and was about to be demolished and he was just kind of living there rent-free until said time as they demolish it. So the place kind of looked like the house from Fight Club. Yeah. So I, yeah, there was actually like mice and rats (sighs) in there. But it was like free. Free. Yeah. And I've got my own room. I don't have to listen to Korean sitcoms. So this is great. So day one there, I was like, okay, I had a mini fridge. I I need to go stock that up. So I go to the supermarket. When I'm in the supermarket, again, stomach rumbles. Oh, no. Okay, this isn't good. Like, we've been here before. <laughs> it's having PTSD flashbacks. To so market. all this is within, like, the week of your stomach bug. Yeah.
1: Moving twice.
0: Yeah. Wow. It was a rough week. But I'm thinking, like, you know, this is the rock bottom thing that I was talking about before. <laughs> it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, like, couch surfing was going to be my rock bottom, but it just got so much worse so quickly. <laughs> so it was at the supermarket, and again, stomach rumbles. I dropped my basket and I was like, I just need to get back. Yeah, <laughs> Like I wasn't going to waste any time. So I'm briskly walking back to his unit and it wasn't even a unit. It was like a townhouse. And as I'm getting there, I start to get really faint. And I was like, I feel like I'm about to collapse. I need to lay down before I fall down. Cause if I fall down, I'm shitting myself and you might as well just roll me in front of traffic. Like that's a wrap for me. No one's going to help me. Yeah, And that was the thing. I lay down just to try and get my blood pressure back to normal or whatever, because I felt like I was about to pass out. And people just walk around you, like, oh, this guy's decided to be homeless now. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I lay down and it was just, like, recomposed. They kept everything clenched. And then once I felt somewhat normal, got up and went to go back to his place. I made it back in time, got to the bathroom, pants down, sat on the toilet, and it was just blood. Wow. I don't know if there was, like, an ulcer or something that has burst, but it was terrifying. So I was thinking, like, oh, it was just, like, there was this emotional rollercoaster. Like, yes, I made it to, oh, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> I would have rather shit myself. <laughs> so um, I think I went into shock then, just, like, trying to make sense of what that was. And I get up, and I start shivering. And it was wintertime, so I thought nothing of it. I was like, oh, I'll put ski clothes on because obviously I'm cold. And then I collapsed again. And then was paralyzed for eight hours.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So what had happened was the stomach virus went up to my brain and got encephalitis. So brain got inflamed and just body shut down. So it was like trapped in syndrome sort of thing. So just completely immobilized, fully conscious the whole time. But at the same time was like overheating and hallucinating and all of that. Could you talk or you couldn't even move your mouth? Anything? like What was it like? The thing was... I probably could have, but I'm somewhat – I didn't want to call for help. I didn't think to call for – I didn't want to bother anyone. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So I was like, I'll try and grab my phone. Arm didn't work. So I just kind of like accepted death.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Which oh, just let out into the toilet I accept it <laughs> It <laughs> My is time what it is, is, is. Over. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no hero's journey from here no. <laughs> Rock bottom is just the end of the story yeah. There's no bounce back
0: no, I thought sleeping on a couch was going to be rock bottom But it's like being paralysed and just like You know what I, Death would be better than this <laughs> Yeah I'm a potato now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and there was no sense that Oh this is ever going to get better Like I didn't know it was going to be 8 hours But eight hours is such a long time when you can't even look at the time and have nothing to distract yourself. Like, I wish I'd turned the TV on before I collapsed so I had some distraction. But it was just that much time alone with your thoughts, also hallucinating, not knowing if you're going to live or die. So I think the only strategy for, like, staying sane going through that was to just go, you know what, I had a good run. So I actually (laughs) had that moment of, like, life flashing before the eyes. I was like... It was kind of good to be like, at least I took a chance on something that was important to me. So mm. yes, I'm in the shit here, but at least I actually tried to do something that I really wanted to do that was important to me because there would be nothing worse than having that happen and being like nearly dying and going, I, I sold insurance for <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the rats around your bed were just waiting. Oh. Uh, can we eat him yet? We,
0: uh... <clears throat> yeah, and it was like, there was something going on neurologically where it felt like just the most inescapable chemical depression. Like if I could have walked, I would have walked in front of traffic just to make it end. So it just something hit me completely out of nowhere. And yeah. So then after I think eight hours, I got used to my arms back. So I reached for my phone and messaged the guy I was living with. I was like, Hey man, I don't know what's going on, but my body stopped working. And I had to confirm like, this isn't a joke. Cause I didn't know if he thought I'd be like a bit or something. Cause I'm always a bit of a jokester. So yeah. it was like, he might have been like, oh, I don't really get it, but whatever. I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm legitimately paralyzed. <laughs> so he calls an ambulance. I didn't even know the address. This was day one living with him. Shit. So I was like, I really appreciate you taking me in. You're my carer now. <laughs> <laughs> I am now a vegetable. You are fully responsible for me. You're welcome. <laughs> He's
1: like, until tomorrow when the house gets demolished. Yeah. <laughs> <And you're laughs> We're both going to have to find somewhere here to live. So, um, by the time the ambulance gets there,
0: I'm actually, like, walking and stuff. Like, I think the inflammation in my brain had gone down. So, they thought I was being a bit of a drama queen. I'm like, nah, dude. Like, I don't... Like, going to hospitals, I'm... This wasn't my first thought. But they take me to the hospital and... They were asking me all these questions and I think they thought that I was just dehydrated because I'd been sick and losing a lot of fluids. I'm like, nah, I've been dehydrated. Like I've done like bodybuilding stuff and purposely dehydrated, but I've never had that happen. So I had this male nurse going through these questions. So I was explaining to him, oh, so yeah, I made it to the bathroom, but it was all blood. And he's like, oh, well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could have told you. But he's going, oh, we should probably do a pee exam. And I was like... Okay, what's a pee exam? And this fucking lumberjack of a man just holds up this thick finger, just like... Like, uh, like prostate exam. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant P like pee and... Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he was like, no, we should do a pee exam. Just this apex sexual predator of a male nurse, like full beard, <laughs> full sleeve tattoos, just threatening me with a knuckle fucking. <laughs> Like I think you saw that I'd already had a rough day (laughs) So Had like a little bit of empathy (laughs) He goes, Trying to sugarcoat it just (laughs) He's like you know what I might see if one of the younger female nurses can do it I was like hey (laughs) 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 Alright now I'm interested (laughs) This day's turned around after all (laughs) I say this one's breaking even (laughs) So Um they put me in, like, quarantine because they didn't know what sort of bug I had and they were running all these tests. And I had, like, a two-hour wait to just go, am I going to have him or am I going to have one of the female nurses yeah. come and do it? So I didn't know if I should be nervous and dreading it or excited. And it's like, I just hope I don't shit on her. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, or yeah. Or on her. She, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> two hours later, this gorgeous, like, probably 22-year-old, like, angel-faced Nurse comes in and she was just running through her chart. Here's all your test results and, you know, this is what you can expect for the next couple of days. If you get these symptoms absolutely come back and you know, have you got any questions for me? And I'm just like, are you <laughs> going to poke my butt? <laughs> oh, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> 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 and, like, I, she was so nice. I didn't want to ruin her day if that wasn't her job. And then it's only been this year that I was speaking to a nurse. She's like, "Oh yeah, he was fucking with you." <laughs> What? <laughs>
1: oh, Wait, so hel- you didn't have to get the test at I, all? I
0: didn't, but, like... No, apparently he just want, thought it'd be hilarious. Like, oh, this guy hasn't already just had a fucked up day. Let's make <laughs> it worse by giving him this feeling that he's going to be, like, finger-raped. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just this so quiet you- little inside joke to himself without a payoff. <laughs> Hate off for him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's sitting there for the two hours, just chuckling to himself, <laughs> You're watching me on CCTV, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> seeing your face go from excited to terrified. To but then she walks through the <laughs> door and
0: excited again. Uh, and then he's go sitting go, there going, oh, "I got him. Yeah. He's going
1: to get slapped." <laughs> so you asked her? No. I nah, couldn't. No. Like, how would you bring that up? Yeah. You gonna finger me or?
0: Uh, the other nurse said something about. I uh, can't remember. There, <coughs> was, there was something else. Just check the chart. Is there anything? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so after that, I guess they gave you medication. You got all better, or no? <laughs> oh, no. It got okay. so much worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't, didn't know what it was. Or they just. They didn't go, oh, this is viral encephalitis. It was only once I was back in Australia for about six weeks that someone actually put together all the symptoms like, oh, this is what it was. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So they just went, oh, yeah, you're just dehydrated, keep your fluids up and you know, might not be just eat plain foods for the next couple of days. So went back to this guy's place. Fell asleep. No, oh, I didn't really fall asleep. So I was still shitting myself. I think I ate like KFC or something. I had a new lease on life. I, foods. Yeah, I wanted to celebrate. I was like, you know, I fucking nearly died. I want to have something <laughs> enjoyable. So I had KFC. And as soon as I finished the last mouthful, rumbles, oh like dear. fuck. And I just lived on the toilet that night. Like I think I had my laptop set up on the sink and was just watching Netflix. Fucking of
1: chicken in his hands while he's shitting. <laughs> oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> but I think
0: probably around two or three in the morning, I w- got to sleep and I woke up and I had complete rigor mortis. So I, it wasn't that I was paralyzed. Every joint was completely locked out. So what had happened was my immune system attacked the virus, but then it attacked all of my joints simultaneously. It kind of overshot the mark. So then for the next nine months, I had something called post-viral reactive arthritis. So every joint from my jaw down to my feet was affected, and wow. it would fluctuate in severity from like a three or a four to up to a nine and a 10 out of 10 completely at random. So there was never any cause and effect as to what would make it worse. It was just completely doing its own thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to die here.
1: Yeah. When is rock bottom?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It just, I kept thinking I was there and then it would just bottom out and just kept (laughs) going. So, um, yeah, I told my parents and everything and they were like, okay, as soon as you can get you on a flight, we're getting you back here. I was like, great. So, Every time I get a little glimpse of being able-bodied where it would still be painful but I could move without wanting to like, scream, I would just take like, half an hour, 40 minutes and start slowly packing up my stuff. And then it took about two weeks to pack everything up little by little. And then once I got another little window of opportunity, get a taxi to the airport. Once I'm there, start to figure out the flight situation and just had to like, baby step each little bit home.
1: Wow. And when was this? So when did you get home?
0: um march 2019 and then yeah mentally it wasn't too bad because i was just focused on getting better but wasn't really thinking that my life was as shitty as it was like wasn't able to focus i was like i just need to get to tomorrow because today hurts too much yeah and then when i started getting better then i was like actually saw how hard it was gonna be to dig myself out of this spot and get my life back together and then that got so overwhelming that i was like ah i should probably just kill myself (laughs) (laughs) so for like six months there was like a logical thought of suicide like wasn't even a depressing one it was like look if this is what my life is going to be from here on out i don't want it so before i was depressed i was just thinking if i'm just going to be experiencing 10 out of 10 pain today and i'm just surviving that to experience that tomorrow forever like, look, I had a good run. I'm, and I made peace with my mortality when I was paralyzed. Yep. So you don't get that fear of death back when it doesn't happen. So I was like, this was all just an extended epilogue. And I was like, it's kind of an unnecessary <laughs> chapter at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like it all got wrapped up nicely on the floor <laughs> in that shit tent. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a fucked up thing. So before I was doing stand-up, I was, I, the logic that got me to do it was, what's the worst that could happen? Like, I really want to do this. What is the worst that could happen? You and found out. And yeah, but I trivialized it. It was like, if the worst was to happen, I could always kill myself. And it was an absurd thing to say because like no bombing could ever be so bad that you'd want to kill yourself. So it was almost a safety net going, if it was to happen, I could do that. But why would it ever get that bad? And that's what actually got me doing it in the first place. And then whenever there was something scary I wanted to do, I was like, what's the worst could happen? I could always kill myself (laughs) if it went bad. And that was actually like liberating because it made me do all of the most exciting things and had like the best couple of years of my life. And then got crippled <laughs> and then i was like ah <laughs> the worst that has lo- happened. that logic has come back to bite me and i didn't even said that to a psychologist like here's where my thought was at and now the worst has happened and i'm thinking about it she's like i don't have an answer for you <laughs> i fucking stumped her I was like, because that logic was like you took your life into your own hands which is really empowering but now and She's just like, I don't know what the fuck... Like, I think she wanted to kill herself hearing that. You <laughs> <laughs> broke the therapist. Yes. Yeah, I think she was, like, fresh out of uni, too, so she's like, oh, oh man, no. I need to talk <laughs> What have
1: I got myself <laughs> into?
0: I need to talk to someone about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't teach us this in school. <laughs> no.
0: But there'd be little things that would actually, like, help, so, like, just having something to look forward to, so if it's like, t- okay, if I want to make it to tomorrow, like, that's too hard. Um... How can I shorten the thing? of? So I'd order a pizza. It's going to be here in 40 minutes. At least if I'm in this point where I want to kill myself and that's all I can think about, I can make it 40 minutes. And that could be enough to just get past those little dark moments.
1: Yeah, listeners can certainly (laughs) take that. Because guarantee guaranteed there's people out there. Well, pizza, of (laughs) course. Pizza saves lives. Yeah. But there's listeners out there that I guess, you know, they might not be going through as much as you did. They might be going through more. Mm. And they might be thinking... Well, I'm done. I'm done. Just order a pizza.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because like, you might as well run your bank account down to zero. Like, why would you quit when you've still
1: got some? Yeah, you no. Know, unless <laughs> chips of course, on the table. unless of course you want to kill yourself because of bankruptcy. Then of course, uh, okay, yeah. Get a mate to give you a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, Tuesday nights, unless five ninety five at Domino's. Like, like. Yeah, there's always a solution. Yeah, <laughs> don't quit. So what is I like that because I actually haven't heard that before. So like don't, you know, don't look that far in the future. Think as much as half an hour away. Mm. Make something happen that can give you a tiny bit of life, even half an hour away. That's cool. Yeah. I haven't thought about that before.
0: Mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, having little things to look forward to and also like writing down the positives, which is really hard. So when you're that depressed, you don't have the motivation to do anything. So I would joke that, Suicide required a level of ambition and motivation that I didn't possess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it required actually doing something. Yeah, so right. I
1: fucking couldn't do anything. <laughs> can't do anything with my life. Well, that means you can't kill yourself. So. Yeah.
0: And it, there was even the thought of, imagine if I tried and I failed at that too. Like, fuck, Ooh, I can't do yeah, anything.
1: That's, <laughs> that's deep. That's
0: rough. Yeah. And I didn't want to fail at that. <laughs> that would be rough, bud. It's tough to come back from that
1: (laughs) So just before we move on Was that Um, Because you said you're on the floor for eight hours Was that the kitchen floor story? No, that's a different one That was with the first girlfriend (laughs) Okay, well let's hear about that one then Oh, okay (laughs) So this is Is this the same girlfriend that her dad died. Mm-hmm. Oh right, <laughs> well, we so should have touched on this. That's right. Let's going go into back it. in time for a minute, <laughs> back to the first girlfriend. Okay, so remember how <laughs> when
0: talking about the breakup, how sex was so far removed from the equation and all of that. So there would be times where I would think that I'm getting a signal from her that she was keen, and then she would just completely like remove that. So she would be like, "Hey, do you want to have a bath?" And I'm thinking. Fuck (laughs) yeah Like If you say you want to have a shower I'm thinking you want to get clean If you're saying you want to have a bath Like you want to get dirty (laughs) Yep yep, But I didn't want to act too eager So I'm just like Sure So I'm in the bath with her And I'm ready (laughs) Like I was periscoping up Through the bubbles <laughs> but I was trying to play it coy. <laughs> oh, all right, it just kept putting more bubbles over it. Yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden
1: the bubbles is like a mountain. <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like waiting for her to make the move because yeah. I didn't want to get shut
0: down again. But if I try and initiate, then she's like, "No." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." So I'm just waiting, and then she, after like 20 minutes, just gets up and goes, "I'm going to bed. Good night." Mm-mm, that, uh-uh. That's rude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you should have initiated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, ordinarily, what I would have done would just like go to bed, like cuddle her off to sleep, and then just jerk off next to her. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep, like, fair. It, we've talked about a lot of depressing things, <laughs> and like, I didn't. I wouldn't want to make a fuss, so I'll just kind of do that. I was like, you know what? All right, I want to blue balls myself, so I'll yeah. just take care no, of that's it. That's fair. But fair. I was kind of angry <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> because she. Like, she led me on. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out of the bath, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go have a wank then. And she goes, can you at least do it next to me? What? Like, no. Like, if you don't want to be a part of this then you don't get to watch. <laughs> so then I fucking storm off out of there, and I was looking for a place to wank on. And I hear her yell from the bedroom, well, don't fucking do it on the couch then either. I'm like, Fine. <laughs> So then I'm trying to find somewhere else to wank and still trying to keep it warm because I didn't want to have to start from (laughs) scratch. So I was just completely fueled by spite (laughs) (laughs) with this new little venture of mine. So I'm marching around the house, still just... Keeping it shub. Yeah. 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 And I'm looking around and thinking, like, the garage. And it was fucking – I was like, there's nothing worse than that. Like, yeah, nice. I feel like a gremlin or something just in the dark <laughs> there just <laughs> – <like, Yeah. laughs> <laughs> So the couch was out of the question. I'm walking around. I'm like, kitchen bench? Like, no, we make food there. There was a hygiene concerns. And it, that thought was even going on. I'm like – Kitchen table. It's like we eat food there. I don't want there to be a bit of like. You were completely overthinking it at this point. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I was completely present having a tantric. But at no point, at no point you were like, yeah, I'll just do it over the bath. Yeah. (laughs) 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 No.
0: (laughs) That never entered my mind. (laughs) So then I settled on the kitchen floor, (laughs) sitting bare ass naked on a cold tiled floor. This was. We've talked about low points. This was, at that point, the lowest I'd ever felt. (laughs) I'm sitting cross-legged. I've got phone porn. Like, this was when screens were small, so I was (laughs) just, like, squinting and, like, just doing it because I was like, like, I feel like I have to at this point. I've got to see this thing through, even if there's no enjoyment to be had. (laughs) I'm just making a point, Yeah, this spite wank. (laughs) So, I'm like... Half my brain was fighting the other half. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So then I'm like getting really self-conscious and I'd stop for a minute and have a think. And then I was like, fuck her. This is <laughs> just start <laughs> back up again. <laughs> like really try. And yeah, I was feeling so self-conscious at this point. Because this is like the most exposed and vulnerable that you could feel really. Like it's not good feeling like someone walks in and sees you wanking at the best of times. Let alone sitting on the kitchen floor. <laughs> Lit- unbeknownst to me though. She was in the bedroom and the thought of me having a wank started to get her a bit hot and bothered. (laughs) So then she starts to come around to join in, which I wasn't expecting. So I'm sitting there just like in this self-loathing spiral, still trying to have a wank. (laughs) And (laughs) she pokes her head around behind the wall and instantly I thought she'd come to point and laugh at me at my lowest ever moment. And I went on the attack as you do <laughs> So She tried to like Come up like, hey, like Get involved And I was like Fuck you <laughs> And she's like No no I'm here and I was like No fuck you This is your fault <laughs> You made me do this Fuck off <laughs> Well did she leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she wanted to stay and watch. <laughs> she still wanted to. No, of course she did. She fucking ran off crying. Oh, like, no. Like, as good as she could have taken that. Yeah, yeah. She storms off and just, like, bawling her eyes out. And then I'm still there on the kitchen floor. <laughs> going, like, what do I do now? Like, well, I'm already in the shit. I might as well at least <laughs> get my fix.
1: Kudos. <laughs> I would have probably just settled for blue balls at that stage oh yeah like it wasn't in, in hindsight yeah <laughs> but then yeah it was really an uphill battle from there <laughs> so many mistakes oh, made. Jesus.
0: so i'm having to like lay back and like hold my breath and tense my legs and try and squeeze this one out <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah it, at no point did it feel good but towards the end you know you're riding that wave of endorphins where you're kind of tricking yourself and yeah. like, oh, this is and then second it's over just guilt it's kind of like the hulk turning back into bruce banner and you're kind of <laughs> assessing all of the damage when you were <laughs> hulked up so i'm just laying on the floor and i'm covered in cum <laughs> <laughs> and i can still hear her crying in the bedroom oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dude and i'm like oh fuck like i'm going to have to share a bed with her tonight <laughs> You're gonna have to take another bath.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you just like, what do you? Do you just cuddle her to sleep after that? Like, I don't, I don't. <coughs> How do you finish I, that? I think night? I had to have a shower to keep, <laughs> clean to come <laughs> off my <laughs> belly. <Gosh. laughs> but then, yeah,
0: like I went to cuddle her off to sleep, and I was like, she probably doesn't want that. Yeah, probably but not. Then I'm just laying next to her trying to sleep, and she's still just really loudly crying. Oh, and man. I'm just like, like choose your battles. Don't. Like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. How did we last two and a half years?
1: Oh man. This was
0: before I was even trying to break up with her.
1: Oh, so this was fresh. Like. This was
0: like a year and a half in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. But like the only thing, good thing was
0: like, you know who's going to like this? The guys at work. <laughs> 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 so I was like as traumatic as it was for both of us. Like, if I can make these people laugh, it wasn't for nothing. <laughs> oh, did she Christ. ever laugh at that story? No, we never spoke about it again. <laughs> probably best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh shit. She's probably got that repressed somewhere. Yeah.
1: Bloody hell. Yeah. That's probably the story she tells her friends now, but <laughs> in the most malicious way. <laughs> like a full Bloody victim yeah. of this aggressive yeah. <laughs> boyfriend just
0: having a wank and staring into her soul. <laughs> Hulk's yeah, in the kitchen. It. Meanwhile, I'm...
1: <laughs> I just wanted to have a bath. <laughs> um, we didn't touch on this while you were over there in London, but uh, I assume this was in London. You were on the Graham Norton show. Oh, uh, yeah. So How'd you get that? Like, What happened there?
0: So um, you can get free tickets to there because there's a company that looks after all the studio audiences. So you just apply for tickets and then they kind of give you conditional tickets. They over-issue because they don't want there to be no-shows and there would be gaps in the audience. So they say, look, you're not guaranteed to get in, but you've got these kind of conditional tickets. If you get there, try and get there early and whatever, and there may be people that we have to turn away. But... If you, could, they hit you up a week later and go, look, if you've got a story that needs to be heard, hit us up and send it to the producer and we'll see if we can get you in the red chair. And if you do that, you get guaranteed tickets. And I was like, fuck yeah, I like the sound of that. Like, I've got stories and, you know, let's try it all out. So I emailed the producer like three stories, two of them I was happy with. One of them was like you know, probably, like, a C-plus story. backup. Yeah, but I was like, look, I know, like, could you imagine me telling the kitchen floor story? On yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be censored beeps <laughs> the whole the time. The whole time. They'd cut it down to, like, 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, she asked me to have a bath. <laughs> 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 yeah, no and then best. she
1: was crying, and I tried to sleep next to her. <laughs> Graham it would just be, like, jaw-dropped at the end, and everyone was why? He just had a bath. Like, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I wanted to get on TV... But like, I wanted to tell a good story, ideally. So then the producer calls me up and she's like, can you just run through these stories as you would say them on the show? So I tell her the first two and she's like, I love them. They're hilarious. You cannot tell them on TV. <laughs> <laughs> the third one, we can work with. So. Yeah, of course. So the tame one. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, like, do I just go out there and tell the story and make all the studio audience laugh and get completely edited out yeah. but still have some artistic integrity? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I'm a fame whore. I want attention. <laughs> I want eyeballs. I'll tell the shitty story. So, All right, tell us the story. Uh, I don't even know. It was a, such a bad story. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I went to London, I'm trying out different gyms, and one of them I was trying out. Um, after I'd finished training, I went to go have a shower, and I also needed to piss. Now, it was really poorly designed, so there was toilets on one side of the gym and there were showers on the other. So it was only once I got in the shower that I decided that I needed to piss, and I didn't want to be an animal, but at the same time I didn't want to dry off, get dressed, walk to the other side of the gym, have a piss, go back. So push the button to start the shower, start pissing, and the shower turns off. And I'm thinking, fuck, does it have like some sort of urine detection system in here <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> so, like... I couldn't stop pissing, so I had to, like, the shower switched off, but I'm still standing in the shower pissing and panicking, thinking that someone's going to be outside waiting for me, like, oh, you're the guy that pissed in the shower, you know, <laughs> the police are waiting for you. Like, just start spiralling mentally with that. So finish finished the piss and then just put my clothes on and left. And the person that the front desk is like, hey, what did you think of the gym? I'm like, not for me, and just ran out <laughs> of there. Not the best story. No. <laughs> but I was used to open mics when I'm... Like My style of comedy is storytelling and I'm used to open mic audiences, which at the very least are honest. I went to do this and because it's a studio audience, it's so hyped up and they're excited for celebrities and everything. And when the celebrities are up there on the panel, people laugh at anything they say. As soon as there is any dead air, people laugh because they want the celebrities to like them. Mm. And like even Graham Norton, he got really, he seemed like jaded and cynical as fuck. Because he knew the audience was all gonna be hyped up, like, Oh the celebrities are here and you're gonna see this and everyone's like, Oh my god and he was doing it sarcastically, but like, Oh my god, they're still fucking eating this shit up. So the audience was all hyped up from seeing all the celebrities and stuff. I was watching and I was thinking like, is there anything that they're saying when they're on the panel that I can do a bit of a callback to? Because callbacks are really easy way of getting a big yeah. laugh because it's relatable as well. Yeah. Because yeah. You know, this isn't something this person scripted. It's something that's happened organically, and, yeah, everyone's in the room for this moment. So Orlando Bloom was on, and this was just after there was paparazzi photo of him on a paddleboard with Katy Perry, and he had a fucking big dick. So on the panel, there was about 20 minutes of them making big dick jokes. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to tie this in, but that's just, like, tucked away. So I'm trying to tell this story, and every time I would have a strategic pause to create a bit of suspense, they would laugh. So I would just say something. So I moved to London I was trying out different gyms and I just paused, had a breath, you know, create a bit of suspense and they laugh. And I was like, not a joke, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets a genuine laugh. But I'm like, okay, this is a really weird thing. So I kept trying to tell the story and would have like little pauses and they're still laughing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Because I'm just used to an open mic audience where you have to fight for every laugh and they're just handing it. As soon as I say a sentence, it's like, ha, 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 ha like yeah. a laugh track. I'm like, you guys are fucking insane. <laughs> like, you could see me and they're like, what are we doing here? So I'm trying to tell the story. I'm like, all right, so I trained, and afterwards I'm having a shower and I paused again and then Orlando chimes in. He's like, and you dropped the soap. And I was like, ha, not in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Big pop, like yeah. applause break for like <laughs> 10 seconds. I'm like, my story's not going to be funnier than that. No. <laughs> like, like, that's going to be the biggest laugh. I should just get up and walk now. <laughs> Cause that's, but the thing was, so I like, was really excited with that, I was really happy. I even knew the um, comedian that was the warm-up guy. Like, I'd listen to his podcast, so I hear him, and I was talking to him, and yeah, we were talking about, like 20 minutes before the show, and I was all excited. And then he's like, I heard you got a really big laugh, that's great. Like, he actually messaged me. And then, when it came time to viewing it, the 20 minutes of big dick jokes that I was referring to Completely edited out oh. So what I was doing A callback to Disappeared <laughs> So it just seemed like I had Orlando Bloom's Big dick Like <laughs> top of mind <laughs> Just ready to go Like when When do I get to bring up His big dick Oh <laughs> no So the audience Fucking loses their shit And then Everyone watching going I don't get it Yeah so no one there knows was why 400 wow. people In the audience Who thought it was hilarious Millions of people Watching at home Like why is he thinking About his dick so much <laughs> 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 And, yeah, then I kind of went, it was fun to go do the show, but I was like, I want to do it again. So every time I'd apply for tickets, I'd go to the producer, hey, I know I was on, like, a few weeks ago, but if you're need, if you short on people, here's another story. And she was like, yeah, we might not use you, but we'll keep you just in case. So I just kept getting, like, guaranteed tickets, like, every couple of weeks. So yeah, I think true. I did it, like,
1: five times. Yeah, right. <laughs> but
0: only yeah, made it to air once.
1: Yeah, fair enough. The most boring story, too. Yeah. <coughs> the, the
0: worst. Yeah. Well, I hadn't been crippled or anything at that point, so... Yeah, yeah true. I'd yeah, just been yeah. pissing in showers. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out it was a time delay thing, so
1: they wanted to save water. So that's why the shower cut yeah, off. I'd but I just panicked. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it was never going to have anything to do with that. Did you try like, pressing the button again, or did that just never... Look,
0: in hindsight...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really easy to sit back and judge.
0: <laughs> like, hindsight's twenty-twenty, but I'm just pissing on my feet and I'm panicking. Like, I'm not just thinking... Oh, there's a button there. As soon as I'm catastrophizing, the, the <laughs> water stopped. It doesn't matter what reason it stopped for. I'm making <laughs> the worst of it. Yeah, fair
1: <laughs> enough. One story I wanted to actually look into, um, and I'm not sure if it's one on this list. You, you had a chat about something... Well, you told me about something that happened at Brisbane Airport. <laughs> okay. This, that, all of This whole podcast is going to make me look
0: like a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, people with humor
1: will love you. Yeah, so okay. that's what this is yeah. for. So
0: um, me and my family were going to France for Christmas one year and I hadn't been to Europe ever, so I was really excited about this. Now, I don't know if you can tell from everything I've said so far, but I can be a little bit accident prone. <laughs> so I was like, look, I don't want to take any chances. I want to get to the airport nice and early and then I can just be safe and know that you know I'm going to make it on my flight. So I get there probably an hour and a half before I need to like good i made it perfect and i'm just sitting there buzzing like about to go to france amazing i see this person pacing through the terminal looking really you know anxious and panicked and all of that and because i was feeling so positive and happy and i'm seeing this juxtaposition i was like oh no this guy is in need like i wonder what's wrong i'm such a good person i'm going to go help him so i go up to him i was like hey man you seem upset what's going on he's like man um i my bags too heavy They won't let me take it on the plane. My girlfriend's coming back to pick it up, but she's running a little bit late. I'm about to miss my flight. Do you reckon you can watch this bag for me? Mm. So I said, (laughs) (laughs) you betcha, man. Of course you (laughs) said yes. But but (laughs) I was like, I want to ask some important questions. What's your name? Elijah. Cool. What's her name? Brittany. All right. What does Brittany look like? Dark hair, purple dress. Don't you worry about a thing, Elijah. I got your back. You get your flight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I sit back and I'm just smug as all shit like people are walking past I'm like you don't even know what a good person I am. <laughs> oh no! and I think I was just like on Tinder or something just like trying to get some swipes to come back home to later and I'm just sitting there and then my parents get there and they're a little bit late so they're wanting to go check in now my mum is a platinum frequent flyer so safe and effective air travel is a religion to her so she's like we, we're running late we need to go check in I was like sure come and I see the bag's still there so this, Elijah said that Brittany would be there in like five or ten minutes. It's been about 45 minutes. And I'm like, I'll come check in with you. I mean, I've just got this bag that I'm having to... And as I'm saying it, I'm hearing it. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck do you mean this bag that you're watching? I was like, there's this guy, Elijah, and, you know... And then she starts to like, raise her voice, and she's yelling, like, what the fuck do you mean you're watching? I'm like, uh, even I knew this was a bad sign in the airport. Like, <laughs> like mum, you just seemed to sh- fucking <laughs> <gun> <laughs> the fuck down a little bit. Like, shh, sh- I'll go find Elijah, I'll give him his bag back, and then it's fine. You just wait here, just sh- <laughs> So I run off around the terminal. I'm trying to look for Elijah to give him his bag back. I can't find that. So I, when I get back, I'm met with security and federal police. So it turns out mum's gone and snitched on me. <laughs> which is not very motherly of her, first of all. (laughs) And secondly, it's not in keeping with the spirit of Christmas that this whole trip was based around. So now I'm getting interrogated by the federal police. Um, I'm pretty sure grandma wrote me out of the will. Mum's fuming at me. Dad's like, "Eh, fuck it, he's a (laughs) grown-up. I'll just leave him here and I'm still going to Paris. I don't give a shit. (laughs) So I'm getting interrogated by the police. Um, They're trying to ask for a description. And I didn't want to, like... I don't know, profile or whatever. I was trying to, like, tiptoe around key details. Like, he was black, but I didn't mm. want to go, oh, he was black. Yeah, so yeah. So, I was like, he was wearing a colourful tracksuit. <laughs> 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 he had dark hair that was really, really curly. <laughs> he thanked me with a fist bump, if that helps.
1: <laughs> they never once asked, is occasion, yeah. like.
0: Yeah. So, meanwhile, they're setting up a perimeter around the bag, and they've called in the bomb squad. And... Yeah, I'm thinking this whole trip is done. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, liven up. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny, you know. He, this happened. But then shortly after, I'm just like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and then as I've kind of admitted defeat and was thinking, okay, like, I'm not going to Europe anymore, I see around the perimeter there's a woman with dark hair and a purple dress, and I just yell, Brittany. She turns. Police turn, they run over to her. I nearly ran off, and I was like, "That's not a good sign." So I just stop because like, innocent people don't run. So I was <laughs> just like, "I'm just gonna stay put here <laughs> and just wait my turn." To be like, "So does everything check out?" So then they're making her unpack the bag and go through everything. They're asking all these questions, and then I think it was about five minutes later. I was like, "What do you need me to do?" They're like, "Oh, you can go." <laughs> Christmas miracle, <laughs> Paris, here we come! Woo! <laughs> And I wish the story ended there. Oh, no. <laughs> so we stopped off in Shanghai, and I had my backpack with me as my carry-on, and we had to put it through the scanners before we went into the other part of the airport. I put it through the scanner, and something beeps, and then they go to pull it out. I was like, oh, fuck, I left my Kindle in there. You're supposed to take devices out. So I went to get the bag and reach and get the Kindle out, and they smack my hand away. Rude, but they had, like, AKs and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm not <laughs> playing... And they stick their hand in, they rummage around
1: through the bag, and they pull out a rifle round. What is this like? A you knew this, or and it was mine, <laughs> and it was yours. <laughs> so a friend of mine
0: had bought a gun, like he was did competitive shooting. We took it out to the country, and we shot it a bit. And I kept that as a souvenir, and it was just in my backpack for two years. and I'd completely forgotten about it, and yeah, I, I didn't think when I was unpacking uh, when I was packing my car that I'd have to unpack anything dangerous. Just. It didn't enter my mind And what's also weird Is that it got through Brisbane airport Yeah, yeah. That would distract them. There was a bomb or something <laughs> Then more to worry about But as they pulled that Out of my bag My mum's standing next to me And she's just like You've got to be Fucking <laughs> kidding me <laughs> uh, It is mine too <laughs> So I get escorted By the police there To some interrogation room. I'm like Okay for sure The trip is ruined now <laughs> <laughs> they take my passport, and they're, like, writing all my details down. I'm trying to add a bit of levity to the situation. Like, hey, guys, it's a funny story. You know? <laughs> I just can't It's a hilarious misunderstanding. And they had no sense of humor, and they had guns. I was, yeah. All right, I'm just going to stop right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just kind of sitting there for a while, just like, all right, I guess I live here now. <laughs> I'm you getting never imprisoned China. in Shanghai. Yeah, wow. And then they finished making like taking notes down from my passport and then they just put my passport back in front of me and they just look at me and i was just like like i didn't want to do anything or say anything because yeah they weren't vibing with me so far and then they just like push it closer to me i like pick it up and they was like pointing to the door like, I don't want to make the wrong move because you guys have fucking guns. <laughs> so I'm just like trying to pantomime, I'm like, so I can.
1: Yeah, go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we good? Like, don't shoot me in the back. <laughs> I've had a bad day already. <laughs> and sure, yeah, sure enough, like, I was all good to go. So then I meet the family again. It's like, all right, let's go to Paris. <laughs> Did you keep the bullet? <laughs> no. <laughs> so then for every other subsequent flight of that trip, like, do you have any
1: grenades? <laughs> Your mom didn't let you live that down for a while. No. (laughs) (laughs) And look, valid. Valid. Yeah. Valid. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Mm. Well, we've got one more story um, that you've uh, told us about. Okay. Uh, And that's the pop rock story. Uh, Is that one that we can talk about as well? We
0: can do that one, but I reckon the one about the date that went too far is going to be better.
1: Okay, you've got two. Yeah. Do we have time for two? We have plenty of time. All right, so let's, we can let's edit try. the
0: fat. <laughs> yeah, sweet.
1: All right, let's start with that one. <clears throat> the date that went too far is the title. Yes. So, um, when
0: I got to London, I was on Bumble for a little while, and I met a few people. And one of these girls, she told me she was an actress, and I was like, "Hey, that's cool. Like, I'm, you know, interested in acting. I'm kind of thinking about getting into it myself." So I wanted to kind of keep her around even if nothing happened romantically. It was like you'd be a good contact to kind of navigate this thing. If, you know, you're making a living in this at the moment, that would be really helpful. So, you know, we'd make out a bunch or whatever and then, like, nothing would happen. And it's like, yeah, that's fair. fair." But then one night we were out and she ended up, like, sucking my dick in front of Buckingham Palace on the night of the royal wedding, which, (laughs) like... I was not going to say no to. (laughs) But it turned out like the public thing was kind of her kink. Yeah. But she didn't want to have sex. She kept saying, oh, no, I just broke up with my boyfriend recently. I'm not ready. And I was like, that's fine. But you're giving a lot of mixed signals. Like, to me, sucking a dick is kind of more intimate than sex. Like, sex, you can just kind of physically be there. Giving a BJ, you have to really (laughs) put the effort in. Yeah, you've got to be there mentally, too. But it just never added up. But, yeah, I wasn't going to complain about that. I was like, this is going to be a, (laughs) you know. How often does this happen on, like, Harry and Meghan's special day in front of Buckingham Palace? Like, it wasn't up against the fence. (laughs) There was the roundabout and then there was, like, a park. I think it's called Green Park where there's a kid's playground and I was just, like, laying in the bar (laughs) doing, like, angels as as it was happening. (laughs) (laughs) And she was a good girl. Like, I think I was too caught up in the moment and, you know, I it went for too long and I lost sensitivity. And I think she just had this really strong work ethic. I think she was finish, And I kept, I tried to like, it's been like 40 minutes and I really am getting some empathy for you right now. Like, look, this has been a lot of fun and I hope that, you know, you don't take this personally. But, you know, it's probably not going to happen. She's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to finish. I'm like, all right, like, I was like alright i can not feel a thing, but <laughs> sure. And she just like soldiered on and then she started... Like, doing some experimental shit, like some crowd work that she'd seen on the internet where she'd just, like, do some ball play and, like, suck it up and... <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, some real advanced <laughs> moves. <laughs> and, like, I didn't want to be a bitch when it comes to, like, sex pain. But still, like, that's yeah, <laughs> a yeah, yeah. lot. But at least I felt something. <laughs> <laughs> and this was kind of like a throwback to the kitchen floor I'm like, I'm really going to have to fight for this one <laughs> So again, holding my breath, tensing my legs And just trying to squeeze this one out just so it's over So
1: she could feel good about herself so yeah. I could go home So it was more about her than it is you yeah. At yeah. that point, yeah, yeah, absolutely
0: But then she kept wanting to hang out And she was like a nice girl And she was vegan and she kept bringing that up And I was just like It got to a certain point I'm like I don't know It felt weird to just keep doing this without sex So I was like, I would would much rather if we just could be friends. But she wasn't really receptive to that. So I think I didn't talk to her for a couple of weeks, and she was just like, hey, Ozzy, um, when are we hanging out? She spoke in an American accent for some reason. That was weird. But no, she actually did. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think she was working on her accents for her acting and stuff. Yeah. But she told me she was in the um, new Mission Impossible movie. So I was like, hey, why don't we go see your movie? So we go to watch this thing, and I was trying to be very clear that, you know, there was no mixed signal. so this was just like a just friends kind of thing. She's like, hey, you want to share a popcorn? I was like, that's fine, I'll get my own. <laughs> She'd try and lift the armrest up, I'd put it back down, <laughs> just, let's be clear. Like, I'm not trying to, like, lead you on or anything, but this is getting weird. I don't know what you're wanting out of me, and yeah. So we're watching the movie, and I'm kept saying, like, so when's your scene? She's like, oh, it's coming up, it's coming up. I'm like, okay. And luckily, it was a really good movie. Like yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But the whole time, I'm like, so when are you going to be? You know, and there was a scene where Tom Cruise is on a motorbike and is running through the streets of Paris. And then she's like, "Did you see that cafe you just rode past?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "I was in it." <laughs> 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 so I've been keeping her <laughs> as like a contact that's going to be useful to try and help my potential career yeah. one day. <laughs> 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 when can you miss it there i was yeah (laughs) and i was like oh okay i see (laughs) how it is you're an extra yeah yeah i was like all right kept watching the movie and at that point i was like you're probably not gonna like help my career or anything but i just wanted the date to be over and she's like no let's go for a walk let's talk about life and all that and i'm just such a fucking pusher right i just can't say no because then it would make her feel bad so it's like the breakup all over again. As soon as she starts to feel bad, I'm feeling bad, whatever. So I'm like, sure, let's go for a walk, and we're talking about, like, star signs and horoscopes and all that sort of shit. And then I <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting, whatever. Oh, I don't know what time I was born.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it got to be, like, midnight or 11 o'clock, and I was like, okay, I'm getting kind of tired. I just think I should go home now. So she walked me to the underground station and I went to give her a hug goodbye. Just a hug. And I tried to telegraph, like, hey, my head's going around to the side. I'm not going right down the middle. You're not <laughs> going to misconstrue this as a kiss or anything. So I went for the hug and then I let go and she didn't. And like, All right. just a couple more seconds of hugging, a couple of, like, condescending pats. pats on the back and a rub. And, All right. And, and I had to, like, push on her shoulders at that point. Like, <laughs> just fucking get off. <laughs> <laughs> And then she steps back and starts trying to give me, like, fuck me eyes. Oh, nice. No. Like, really seductive. But she was doing a horrible job of it. <laughs> like, <when> I could <laughs> see what she was going for. Just like. And I was just kind of standing there, like, neutral. <laughs> and um, she goes, spit at your gum. And I did. <laughs> 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 oh, stop. Such a pushover, man. <laughs> I <know. laughs> so I spit the gum out and then she just, like, attacks me and just sticks her tongue so far down my throat, just like she's attacking me. Like, it was <laughs> aggressive. And I was just kind of in shock and she's like, Ugh. and she's grabbing my hands and, like, putting them on her, like, puppeting me to, like, hug her and stuff. And then she said, oh, you can't keep your hands off me. And I'm thinking, like, you're doing all of this. <laughs> I'm just a victim of all of it. <laughs> I'm just one man. Yeah, and then she's, like, where did we end up? I think it was the Marble Arch in Mayfair. So there's, like, this big thing. It kind of looks like the Arc de Triomphe in the middle of Mayfair. It's a big landmark. And then we end up just there, up against it, making out. And she just reaches down my pants. Like, my back was up against it. She reaches down my pants and starts just, like, pulling on my dick. <laughs> and I'm like, no shame. Yeah. Just went for it. Like, the, again, the public thing was just her kink. Yeah, yep. And... It was 11 o'clock, but there was still a reasonable amount of pedestrian traffic. So I've got my back up against the thing, and there are cyclists and pedestrians just walking right past us, and she would hear it, and as soon as she'd hear, she would stop jerking it. Like she thought that there was like a predator prey thing. As soon <laughs> as you stop moving, you're invisible. It's like, no, you're, you're quite visibly have a penis in your hand. It's more visible now that you've stopped shaking it around. And <laughs> then they would keep walking and she's like, back to it. <laughs> and she's like nuzzling into my neck and like whispering shit in my ear. And she's like, oh, I'm so wet. I'm like, well, that's your fucking problem. Yeah, like, you, you won't put out. Like. Yeah, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> but yeah, my heart was not in this whatsoever. I was just a passive victim of all of whatever she was wanting to do. But then she's like, I want you to choke me. I was like, at least I'll shut you the fuck up. There was was a bit more to it. (laughs) I'm sure she was wanting or expecting. (laughs) And she's like, oh, we need to find somewhere more private. Like you think? So we end up on a roundabout. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Far more private I don't know how like that was the thing like there was a roundabout and there was a hedge kind of around it, so we were in the middle of the hedge, sitting on grass, and she's grinding on me, and like my dick's out, but she's wearing jeans, so she's just rubbing her zipper on the underside oh of my dick, no. just like grinding into shit, but then the fucked up like if nothing else is fucked up, this thing really upsets me. <laughs> she used anatomically correct dirty talk so she'd be like. Oh, you like it when I rub my clitoris on your penis? Oh, no. Like, who the fuck calls it a clitoris? <laughs> you made it sound like a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> like <a> clitoris sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's, she's really going for it <laughs> yeah, too yeah. and I didn't want to be like this really hurts could you please stop so I'm just like can we try something else
1: oh right yeah so you passively were Again, like stop
0: yeah. and at any point I could have just gone I don't want to do this anymore I want to go home and that would have been
1: fine but yeah. I didn't it probably would have worked too she would have stopped yeah but it just kept going oh no so then
0: it's like oh we need like, there was headlights just constantly like, oh we need to find somewhere even more private than this I'm like yeah you think <laughs> So then we, like she leads me by the hand into Hyde Park and there are people just dealing drugs left and right and they're giving us sh- like sketchy looks and I'm looking at the drug and I'm like, dude, help. <laughs> <laughs> and we find a shrub. She finds a shrub and she's like, in here. I was like, okay. And I just follow her into this shrub and she's like, but just oral. And I was like, fine. <sighs> like, I know what this is. We've been here before. And then she starts taking off her pants. I was like, oh, you yeah. meant you? <laughs> 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 Fuck, I was on the fence when I thought this was for me.
1: And now, I'm having to, now I'm having to go to work. <laughs> and it,
0: I, I couldn't just go, like, uh,
1: I, I don't. So you I, said yes again?
0: Yeah. I, I'm just going to make this, I'll try and end this as quickly as I can. <laughs> I'll just get to work and, yeah, see if I can just get home before one. <laughs> so I start to go down there and. Pretty quickly, something was wrong. I was like, fuck, did you cycle here from a hot yoga class or something? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you've been roller skating or wrestling earlier in the day? (laughs) And just, I know you're a vegan, but you've been eating garlic and asparagus exclusively. (laughs) (laughs) So, rather than say something, because that would have just completely destroyed her, I just try and push my nose down onto, like her mouth <laughs> to block my nose. Like, All right, I'm going to have to work even quicker now. This is <laughs> getting urgent. And, yeah, like it's, a, it's so horrible to say because it's like it's a hacky joke at this point, but it's just facts and it was horrible. But I'm just like trying to get this thing over with. And then she's clamped her thighs onto each side of my head. Yeah, no escaping then. Yeah, and... She was giving feedback, which is great. I'm like, look, let's work together to finish this thing <laughs> as soon as possible. I am down for that. But because she's clamped her legs onto my hair. It. Yeah, it sounds like Charlie Brown's parents just like, whoa, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm so not in the mood, I'm just kind of peeling her legs back and going. What? (laughs) Like, I wasn't doing a sex voice or anything. Like, oh, what do you want? I was just going, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I beg your pardon? (laughs) What would you say? And she's like, oh, I want you to just finger fuck me while I rub my clitoris. And she says clitoris again. I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) But when she said that, I'm like, good. At least I get to have a bit of social distance between me and this disaster area. So... I'm sitting cross-legged. This is a throwback to the kitchen floor. Cross-legged, <laughs> completely disinterested, just giving this monotonous fingering <laughs> while she's strumming herself. Like, I had my arms folded and I'm just kind of there like this. <laughs> like, just on your phone, flicking through Bumble, legit, I could have uh, been reading a book at the same time. Like, that's how <laughs> mentally in this moment I was. And... You know, after a minute, I'm, like, shaking that hand off and just, like, <laughs> switching. And, yeah, a few minutes into it, she starts to breathe heavy and doing the whole,
1: like, ah, 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 Like, close.
0: Yeah, and then starts to, like, flail around, like, ah, ah, and, like, putting on this <laughs> whole performance. But I'm two fingers deep, and I can feel that there is nothing, like, grip, nothing's <laughs> happening. Like, ah, oh, fuck. <sighs> this whole thing was a mistake. You were never helping my career. You're a horrible <laughs> actress. I could see
1: straight through that performance. <laughs> Is, it, <laughs> is this part of your stand up now?
0: I want to do that story on stage But it's a tough one to get into cause it's,
1: No, I feel like it's got, it's got a good build up It's got yeah. a Yeah, no, I would that would be hilarious Alright, I'll give it a shot So, um, yeah That ends and then I just went home And I never spoke to her again Probably best, yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah, probably So you never did anything in a house with her There's always No Oh man, yeah, yeah. Something about in public. I don't know what it was. So yeah, no. I when I was younger, when I, I think I was sixteen, I had the same same <laughs> girl that was interested in that type of thing, like outside the shopping center, like around by the service entrance. But I just couldn't. I just like it's something in me. I just couldn't. I never. <laughs> nah, I didn't like it. Yeah, and fair. <laughs> Every time someone walked past, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's oh, my oh, story. You're in trouble now. All right, now tell us about pop rocks. Then if uh, if this. <laughs> If, if this is worse or better, more tame? Uh, it's hard
0: to say. Um, so after me and the second girlfriend broke up, so that was the one that was completely amicable, yep. um, she moves out and we had these next-door neighbours. They saw us moving her stuff out and we hadn't really had anything to do with them for this whole time. But one of them was like, Oh no! Are you guys moving out? And I was like, huh, one of us is. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> and then they felt bad for me just being there by myself, so they're like, oh, let's invite him for dinner. But how do we strike up conversation? So then he tried to knock on the door and go, uh, "Can we borrow your vacuum cleaner?" And I was like, oh, "I wish you could," but she took it. <laughs> oh fuck! Look, man, do you want to come for dinner? <laughs> and I thought these two people were a couple, but it turns out that he was gay and she wasn't. And they were just roommates. But, um, yeah, pretty quickly, she and I started to, like, bang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just a whore, man. Straight to it, yeah. Like, I think we matched on Tinder, and she's like, you know where I am. I was like, all right,
1: I like your style. (laughs) (laughs) Inside yes, That's a good start. Inside a a house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it turned out pretty quickly, she's like, I'm into BDSM. And I was like, cool what's that (laughs) and she's just like i'm a sub so like i need to be fucking dominated and all this sort of stuff and i'm like like it's not my thing but i'll do it i'm not a bitch (laughs) and like again back to the acting thing i'm like this is a good chance for me to get into character (laughs) 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 we're doing a scene i get to act and whatever and i just have to trust the safe word and that's how we call cut (laughs) what was the safe word Weak bitch. Weak bitch. That was her safe word. Yeah, she like, never used it. She didn't <laughs> want it. That's why she. She ain't no weak bitch. Yeah, but <laughs> she was like a certified nymphomaniac, so like there was something going on there, and she just needed it constantly. And at the tail end of the last relationship, again, sex starts to get a bit more absent. So then it goes straight into this. I was like, damn. Like, Overwhelming. Yeah. I was having to have Gatorades like left and right and you know, eat lots more zinc and stuff just to try and be ready. There'll be some nights where I get home from work, I'm like, I hope she doesn't message me because I am just fucked. And <laughs> I don't want to have to like do this whole thing where I'm like smacking her around and choking her and shit, because it's exhausting. Like no one tells you that there is no downtime in a rape fantasy for a DOM. It's just <laughs> She gets to chill. She's getting ragdolled. It's not chill, but, you know. I'm having to be all action. I can't just stop and have, like, a drinks break or anything because it completely ruins the thing. You've got to be 100% in it. So during summertime, it's hot. I was like, I just want a break. Like, I'm out of breath. (laughs) I'm sick of smacking you around and shit. But, yeah, very quickly, when that becomes your normal, you're seeking novelty, so you're having to constantly up the stakes. Yeah. And it's like at some point we're probably going to have to get a midget involved just to keep <laughs> a little bit of dopamine coming because, you know, just smacking around and like choking her and all this sort of shit is just getting monotonous. So then we're kind of like brainstorming, like where do we go from here? And then um, unbeknownst to me, her gay roommate suggested analingus. So I get a message from her. So I was at an um, open mic and I had my phone just on the table. And I get a message saying, do you want a rim job? I've never given one before, but I'll give it a crack. And everyone sees this message. <laughs> and everyone's looking at me like, who is this? <laughs> and why are you still here? <laughs> I think like, if her tongue game is as good as a pun game, this might be something <laughs> special. <laughs> so I rush off home and... I'm kind of nervous and excited. Like I'm starting to get the butterflies, but then that's kind of makes you feel like you need to shit. Like when you get like <laughs> your nerves, I'm like, that doesn't help with my nerves at all. <laughs> so getting home, I'm trying to get that sorted, get my prep game on point. I hadn't considered any of these variables like texture or flavor. So I'm trimming all the <laughs> hair down and thinking like, like trying to get it as clean as possible. Like I put Listerine down there cause I just didn't want it to taste like <laughs> shit. But I didn't think like, if it tastes like peppermint, th- there wouldn't be any follow-up questions. <laughs> like, she' <you're> just <laughs> down there and just, oh yeah, delicious, exactly as I expected. <laughs> peppermint, yes. So, I, <laughs> I get all ready to go. I message her, I am all good. I go over to her place and we start going for it and she starts going down on me and I didn't want to be like ungrateful or anything but I don't know how you segue from that to uh, like butt stuff because <laughs> I'm not a dirty talker at the best of times. Like, as a writer at heart, I'm like, show, don't tell. It like, kind of seems on the nose to, like, tell you what I'm about to do, tell you what I'm doing, and then tell you what I've done. It's just yeah. too much. So I'm like, how do I transition here? Like, do I just say, hey, w- remember what you said earlier? Which, <laughs> you know, it's probably valid, but still kills the mood. And I didn't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm sick of you s in it. But, you? <laughs> but I was like, what else can I do? do? I just, like, grab the back of my knees and fall back and just hope that jumps her memory of this slow reveal? <laughs> But it got to a point where I was like, I can't. Like, I don't know what to say or do, so we just go for it regular style. But I left the door to my balcony open. The wind was blowing and because it was all pepperminty. It just <laughs> felt like it was about to light me up. And, yeah. After the sex, I sort of said to her, hey, what happened to the rim job thing? And she's like, oh, I don't know. It wasn't really serious. It was just a joke. I was like, oh. So I shaved my ass and put Listerine <laughs> in there for nothing. She's like, what? What? <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I think that she was almost felt guilted into it. <laughs> but then the roommate suggested, oh, if you're worried about palatability, don't put Listerine, put Pop Rocks. So then we were both like, I feel like we have to try this. Now. <laughs> so then the next night, I was like, okay, we know what the plan is. We're going for it. So there was no romantic transitions. It was very. Procedural almost <laughs> So I'm just Laying on the bed Like a baby On a changing table <laughs> And she just like Tears it open And pours it All around And then just Like dives in And It was pretty wonderful <laughs> <laughs> I just Spice it up Turn this rusty trombone Into a Willy Wonka Jazz flute <laughs> oh,
1: Fuck it, Well Yeah <laughs> And and then I moved to London. (laughs) And then you moved to London. So she was an Aussie over here. Yeah. So now you're back
0: here. Oh, she's getting married. And I hope uh, that her uh, fucking fiance doesn't hear this story.
1: (laughs) 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 He's like, you never use pop rocks on me.
0: Like, I've I've (laughs) met the guy once. And I'm like, I hope to God that he doesn't know half of the shit that we did. Yeah. It's like, that would just be the worst. Like, you just gave me like a, you know, polite. Oh, it's nice to meet you, man. I'm like, I'm sorry. like... (laughs) You're never going to see me again. I I wish you guys a happy marriage. (laughs) 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 Oh, but I told that story on stage and she went to watch it and she had an ex that she was kind of friends with but was still in love with her. And he's like, he and I started to get along reasonably well. He knew we were banging, he wasn't happy about it, but we just kind of made peace with it for what it was and thinking he's going to get a shot to win her back. We go to this open mic together, so it's the ex, her, and me on stage and I'm telling this story. Yeah, and like, I I tried to talk <laughs> him out of coming. Like, no, you, don't, you might not be a star. He's like, no, no, I really love stand up. and want to come watch. So he had to hear about his the love of his life, <laughs> the girl who's <laughs> trying to win back, licking pop rocks out of my butthole.
1: <laughs> Did you like look at him while you told that story?
0: Yes, <laughs> it was too funny not to. <laughs>
1: that was his face, man. Like, is that you couldn't forget that face. Then. Yeah, <laughs> just look down and yeah. away. Yeah.
0: Like try not to like cry like yeah, you've just had the most heartbreaking thing. The love of your life is just doing horrible things with this person that you tolerate. <laughs> 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 oh we had to share a car ride back. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Roll on so.
1: par, man. All <laughs> they all deserve to be in your next stand up routine. One hundred percent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: man i am out <laughs> 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 what's today
0: saturday oh we've got church in the morning <laughs>
1: well no it's been an awesome having you on man i appreciate you coming and telling your stories uh, for sure thank you for what, having me guys it's been a lot of fun what's next for you um get back into stand-up yeah so it's been a while like i
0: did it a little bit before covid and just didn't get back into it and like all the stage fright and everything started to get the better of me and Yeah, the thought of stand up has just never left me.
1: So I just need to get back out there and do it again. I guess, with your experience in stand up, what's something you'd recommend to someone who wants to start getting into stand up? Don't overthink it. (laughs) Yeah, don't overthink it. Just, you're going to suck. Just be okay with that and you suck a little bit less each time. Yeah, it starts bad, but it gets better. From what I've heard, relatability is the biggest thing in comedy. Yes. As long as you can, the listener can relate to what you're saying, then you've won them over. Yeah. yeah, and you're not putting yourself above people. Like, people need to feel like they're almost laughing down at you. Yeah, right.
0: So there are a few people that can do the, like, superiority thing, like a Ricky Gervais, but it's abundantly clear to everyone that that's a character. <laughs> so if you're just doing that but you're not clear that
1: it's absurd... Yeah. Then everyone's gonna hate you. <laughs> so yeah, it'll just get people laughing at you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening in.
0: Head over to our Facebook or Instagram at whom podcast for highlights and more. See you all next week with another amazing guest.